Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Tuesday, January 30th, 2018. As always, I am joined with my co-host, Rob, and we will be breaking down tomorrow's midweek EPL slate. Slate. Sorry about that. How's everything going, Rob? I'm doing real good. We got a pretty vicious snowstorm outside, but I'm bunkered inside here doing well. Good to hear you're doing safe and keeping warm. Anyways, let's dive into it like we always do. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard this you know, topic before. Man City are the biggest favorites and have the highest implied goal total. So nothing's new with this slate other than Man City's facing one potential injury. Anyways, as always, let's get started with goalkeeper and take it away, Rob. What do you like at goalie? Yeah, sounds good. Um, for cash this week, I'm going to be looking at three different keepers. The first keep is going to be Schmeichel and Lester. Uh, I think he's got such a crazy CS bonus streak going right now. That's almost something you can rely on. And it just so happens they're going to be in a low-scoring game this week. So I have no issue with Smeichel and Cash this week. My second cash keeper is going to be Darlow at Newcastle, which is kind of gross to say. The issue here, I shouldn't say the issue, the thing going for him here is Burnley are really bad as of late. But that's really what the main focus of my cash, three cash keepers are this week, is they're going against three very low-scoring teams and three very very low-scoring games. So I have uh, no issue with Darlow from Newcastle this week in cash. So I'm not psyched about his salary nor of his real game situation considering he's on Newcastle. But uh, I think this is a good week for uh, Darlow to find some uh, relevance in cash. And the last uh, cash keeper that really can roll over into GPP really easily this week is Alex McCarthy on Southampton. Um, they have one of the better ceilings all around. Uh, but really what I like this week for them is actually cash. I think that he has a massive floor. Their defensive options have a massive floor. And the ceiling of a CS bonus, that's just waiting there to happen. So... Uh, I really like Southampton and Cash, uh, and that starts with uh, Alex McCarthy and Nett. My main GPP keepers this week, I have three on the go. Uh, the first one that I'm going to be looking at, uh, I actually love these three GPP keepers that I'm working with. The first one's Asmer Begabeth on uh, Bournemouth. I think Chelsea are going to be struggling to find a result this slate. Uh, that isn't to say that's what's going to happen. It's just something I'm uh, I'm looking into. Chelsea are really hurt right now, and uh, not just really hurt, but really hurt in important places. So instead of having to fade five or six different targets on Chelsea right now, we only have to fade one in Hazard. And thankfully, he's been much worse uh, away from home this season than he has been at home. So uh, I'm looking at Asmir Begovic. I think he's an excellent player this week at an extremely low salary. DraftKings. Uh, so not only is he a good value pick, but I think he's just an all-around really interesting GPP play. Uh, my second keeper, I'm going to be going back to the well this week, and Jack Butlin from Stoke. I think Stoke are in an amazing situation this slate where most of their salaries are about 2K, uh, 1 to 2K to less uh, what they should be. Uh, so that starts with Jack Butlin at the back, and we're able to get him uh, for really cheap this slate. And, and Again, his pricing is based off of a season-long, horrific season-long record that Stoke have had. But in the past few weeks, they've actually been not only relevant, but downright good in DFS. So I have no issue taking Jack Butler and GPP this week. 
my final GPP keeper and is going to be my all-around favorite keeper of this week. If uh, people didn't figure it out yet by the, the pictures of the article and uh, what will most likely be the picture of the podcast, uh, David DeGaia, Man United. Now, this is actually uh, a lot of people are going to be shying away from this, which is the first reason why we should be using DeGaia. Uh, he's one of the best keepers in the world. He's so cheap, uh, especially in comparison to what his salary usually is. It should be 6 k uh, he's the kind of keeper that people's salary should be uh, like changed around. Uh, but conversely, this week, every, uh, the salaries were all changed around Harry Kane in this ga- in this uh, final game. So I'm I'm uh, looking at David DeGay uh, for an incredibly high skill player for really low uh, and a low salary. And the last time this panned out, uh, I should say the last two times, he was under 5K. Uh, and it wasn't against Man City. It was his crazy 31 uh, fantasy point outing against Arsenal where he made like 14 saves and still led in the goal. So like the guy's got the greatest ceiling in the world technically. Uh, so I have absolutely no issue with David DeGay because he's going to be facing a, a gazillion shots again. Uh, so he uh, it has the ability to stop a gazillion shots. So I have absolutely no fears whatsoever in taking David DeGay this week against Spurs uh, who are hurt, sick, and uh, not as good at home. But Man United have some crazy Wembley streak. I think they got like six straight uh, wins at Wembley. Most of them, of course, have come in Champions League and different competitions. But uh, it's still something to think about here where Man United should be really, really good this week uh, despite their low salaries. And the last one I'll talk about here is uh, Jordan Pickford on Everton. Um, he doesn't really have a stacking option. Same with like Schmeichel. But uh, in terms of uh, Everton this week, they're in a low scoring game. Uh, Pickford's cheap. I have no problem with Pickford in GPP, even though he has no stacking. Uh, but the the game should be low scoring enough that he should be able to find some sort of relevance. But yeah, that is uh, all my keeper takes this week. Awesome. Yeah, for the most part, I think I'm just going to be sticking with Jack Bolin. <clears throat> I really like that call. Uh, Stoke are favored at home, but. Watford's goalkeeper is priced above him, which I'm having trouble understanding. So, yeah, by pure, you know, just process of elimination, I think Butlin makes for a significantly better play at 4,400. That's certainly how I feel about Stoke across the whole board this slate. We'll get there later, obviously, but yeah, they're they're generally in that position this week. Yeah, and I agree with you on Asmir Begovic too. Um, 3,800 seems a bit too cheap because we know he'll probably be seeing a high volume of shots, but, you know, you can He's let- been standing on his head the past few weeks, like crazy, crazy world-class saves. So, like, he's in form. He's ready to do it. Yeah, and he'll be playing with a slight chip on his shoulder. I don't know if that's possible as a goalie, but, you know, he'll <laughs> definitely try harder to make save attempts. Anyways, let's move to defense. Um, defense, I... Don't have any interest in paying up for any specific guys. It's kind of a gross position, you can say this. This slate, um, I don't really have, you know, too many hot takes. I think there are a couple, you know, guys who are fairly priced. And as much as, as this doesn't make much sense since I like Jack Butlin, but I do think there is some value on the Watford, you know, defenders with Jan Mutt and Ziegler. But what are your takes, Rob? 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Ziegler is one of my top defender plays of the slate, despite uh, being so high up on Butland. So what I've decided, I, best, I guess you could say what I've decided, is I'm going to be using uh, Ziegler as a cash option this week uh, because I just don't see Stoke being as a cash option, despite how good I think they're going to do this slate. Uh, they're just not cash plays. So uh, I'll be looking to Ziegler uh, and Watford and cash this slate, uh, especially at defense. Really, uh, I agree this week. Defenders look disgusting. Uh, I only have five or six here that I'm interested in. There's only like, they're only from like two different teams, uh, two or three different teams. So I'm not going to be going too crazy in my defenders this slate. Uh, like I said, though, Ziegler from Watford is definitely uh, the first place I'm going to look. He's way too cheap. Uh, it's play- it doesn't really matter what you think Watford's going to do or how Stokes going to do in-, in cash. It doesn't matter because from 4K, he's going to get two times value as a floor. And that just isn't something that's easy to find this late. Uh, so I have no issue uh, using Ziegler in, in cash this week. Uh, my other cash defenders this week is uh, the first one's going to be, uh, I should say, a second after Ziegler, uh, Suarez uh, from uh, Southampton. Uh, I think Southampton this week, their defender, this uh, their defenders are incredible, as is uh, DFS options. But I think they really have something to play for this slate. And I think that, uh, in particular, Suarez, at uh, such a cheap option of the crew, I think he's a great cash option this slate because the CS bonus is waiting there to happen. I'm not sure if the win is there, for them, but I'm pretty pretty convinced that Southampton are walking away at the CS bonus. Convinced enough that I'm going to be committing a large amount of my exposure to the Southampton CS bonus chase. Uh, but uh, I'll get to that in a, another moment here. But yeah, I like Suarez from Southampton, Ziegler from Watford and Cash. And my other Cash option this slate is going to be this, uh, the uh, Spurs wingbacks of Davies and Trippier. Uh, again, this is I like David De Gea, but I don't think I'm going to be using him very much in Cash. So it's very similar to Stokes. So I have no issue using uh, Spurs and Cash because I'm so interested in uh, Man United. Davis, Davies, excuse me, and Trippier are six, uh, 6K, 7K guys. There's, uh, like, I know Man United are really great, but no team has stopped them from putting out a floor that is respectable enough to pay 5K. So I have absolutely no issue with Davies or Trippier and Cash. If I was a really crazy guy, I would try Davies, Trippier, Loris, or whoever starts for um uh spurs uh in gpp but i'm just not interested in them but there's literally no denying their floor is astronomical when you consider that we're usually having to pay 6k 7k for Trippier and davies against every other team so i, I just have no issue paying down same same concept behind uh, de Gea. i have no no issue paying down uh for that kind of talent this week and that's where you find davies and Trippier. my gpp is going to be quite similar um I'll be going back. I'll be chasing the Southampton CS bonus. I mentioned that. Uh, Bertrand and uh, PA are exceptional wing-back options for any team. It just so happens they're playing a CS bo- a walking CS bonus this week. So I have no issue with uh, Bertrand. I think he's a little expensive for uh, GPP uh, to go in a solo shot. I would like Suarez if I'm going to just take one Southampton player and fill my card in with that. But uh, in terms of GPP, I'll, I'll be chasing uh, McCarthy, Suarez, and Bertrand as my top GPP stack. Absolutely, no question. Uh, the last uh, defender that I'll be using in GPP is going to be Bauer and Stoke. I'll be 
I'll be using him with uh, Butland as much as I possibly can. Again, he's someone that I wouldn't mind in cash. He's just too expensive and there's too much uncertainty. So rather than go with Stoke and cash, I'm going to be looking at a little bit more uh, like a, a Watford uh, side of thing with Ziegler and go with the Stoke in GPP. The uh, last one I want to talk about is uh, Kieran Gibbs and Brom. I don't expect West Brom to do very well. I don't expect Kieran Gibbs to do very well. But the thing is, he's a wing back and he generally finishes with five points. Doesn't matter who he's playing against. He almost has a two times floor salary, or uh, excuse me, floor. Uh, and that's saying a lot considering, like I mentioned earlier, Ziegler is one of the few people that actually have a route there this late. That isn't an easy route to find in defenders where you're going to find someone at two times value. So I don't mind Kieran Gibbs if you're going to take like someone who you don't want to finish with zero and you would like to finish around two times value. Uh, but other than that, I really don't have too many defensive takes outside the Southampton CS bonus chase. Yeah, interesting. I agree with you on the most part. Southampton, they do seem a bit underpriced. Cedric Suarez, you know, pure value alone. Though he hasn't been getting that many crosses because there's not really a, <clears throat> a key man to cross to. It's, you know, Shane Long isn't necessarily the most dynamic guy in there or willing to go in there to find his header on the ball. So, but 4,600 seems, 4,700 seems a bit too, oh cheap um i think bruno's an interesting guy on brighton he's 3k um you know he's always hovering around three four five six points and at that price point that's you know basically all you need so yeah if you're especially this week when we got like the crazy crazy we can't stack city this week that's an issue like the with 11k you just can't stack that with someone else so you're going to need a lot of these 3K guys, like you said, Bruno, uh, to come through and really shine in order to help people uh, access those crazy high salaries. So I really like Bruno. That's a good one. Yeah, he's someone that I think he was in the mid to upper 3K range at one point. Uh, I don't know, around there. But anyways. Yeah, no. yeah. the Brighton guys are good. Yeah, Brighton's always weird with their fullbacks. Anyways, let's move to midfield. Um there's two heavy favorites on the slate, Chelsea and Man City. Man City are significantly higher favorites than Chelsea. And this is, you know, something that's been a familiar topic all year long with DFS whenever Man City is on the slate. They have proven to be, you know, a powerhouse, arguably one of the best, te- arguably the best, but definitely one of the best teams in the world. So, as always, we find ourselves, you know, with the question, which Man City player are you going to play? And this week, Kevin De Bruyne, Aguero, all of them are in play. But, you know, um, Leroy Sané went down in the in Man City's FA Cup game. I think it was FA Cup. It was a cup game. Yeah. Um, this past weekend. And it looked like a pretty vicious tackle. He definitely sprained his ankle. He could have, you know, fractured or tore a small bone. But... He'll definitely be out for at least, you know, the next month. And this will open up another hole for Man City for Bernardo Silva. And Bernardo Silva, I don't know his price off the top of my head. But I think it's 6.7. Yeah, let's see. 7.5. So that was close. 7.5. No, yeah, 800 <laughs> off. We'll call it close. Yeah. But anyways, he's, you know... The cheapest, he's your cheapest access to Man City. His price is bound to go up as the season goes on because Man City will be continues to be favorites. And 
he'll definitely score a goal, definitely get an assist at some point, you know, during his starting time. So this is an opportunity to definitely buy low on access to Man City. I suggest you don't pass up on it. You should definitely have some exposure to Bernardo Silva. But yeah, that's you know, that's basically what I wanted to touch on for the most part. You can go a little bit more in depth with your takes. Yeah, sounds good. But we'll start right there. Uh, I think Bernardo Silva is the play of the slate, too. Uh, it, it doesn't really, again, it's kind of like the Aguero that we had a couple of weeks ago where Aguero was getting his first game uh, as the starting striker for 90 minutes, and he went out and scored a 40 points, uh, 40 fantasy points or whatever. Um, Bernardo Silva doesn't have to have like he's going to do good stamped on his forehead here uh he is in one of the most premier situations in all of dfs uh, in the entire soccer world right now uh playing on the best team one of the best teams in the world in one of the top attacking positions uh like he, he's going to get crosses too he's going to get goal scoring chances he's going to get assist chances like it it's no limit here and and we haven't even talked about salary yet like that salary it uh, it just opens up every door possible in terms of uh, having City exposure while at the same time you're, you can put Bernardo Silva in a stack with three other 9K and 10K players where you can't do that with another Man City player. It's just not possible. You put Aguero in with nine, three, nine and 10K guys and you're, you're gutted. You'll be lucky to get a, a 4K player after that. So I, I, Bernardo Silva just... He makes this slate possible for Man City, and uh, I'm probably going to be playing 100%, to be 100% honest. I, I just can't see myself not using him at every possible opportunity because it's a meta play. It may not like be the smartest, outright best play. It's just pure meta. He He's in the best position possible. So I'm, I'm all in Bernardo Silva, the slate. Uh, but uh, in, in other picks, there are other picks here. Uh, in cash this slate, I'm going to be going. <laughs> I'm going to be using a lot of the three name tricks this slate. I like a Johan Berg Goodmanson on Burnley. I like Kevin De Bruyne on Man City. I like James Ward Prowse on Southampton. Uh, I think those three guys are all excellent cash plays this slate. Uh, Southampton, uh, excuse me, uh, James Ward Prowse is someone I'm probably more likely to play in GPP. Uh, but I, they all have those three three uh, three name guys all have incredible floors, especially Johan Berg Goodmanson from Burnley, who's got back to back ten cross games in the go. Uh, so I'm really liking those guys. I like uh, Riyad Mahrez from last year for cash this week. He's a little bit too expensive for GPP, especially whenever you're really looking to hunt the Man City salaries. Uh, Mahrez's salary just sticks out like a sore thumb. He's probably too expensive, but goddamn, he's been putting out double fantasy points here like it's his job. Uh, so it's really hard to ignore that in cash despite his really high salary. I think it's like 9.4, 9.5K, something like that. So uh, Mars is something I'll be looking at in cash. He isn't the build-around guy that I'm looking for, though. Like Johan Berg Goodman is someone I have full confidence putting the very first person into my cash cards. Uh, Mares is in the same situation. So is not, excuse me. So uh, he's there, but I'm just not going to be using him in that light. Um, the last cash midfielder I'll be using this weekend, he's someone that you can very easily roll into GPP. And I think he's one of the sharper uh, DFS plays of the slate. It's going to be Shakiri from Stoke. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, I think Stoke are in this incredible place this slate. It just sucks a little bit that I, I benefited from them so much last slate. I feel like I'm really going back to the well almost too hard this slate. And Shakiri's definitely where I'll be starting with that. Either format, he's set to go off here at only 7.7K. That's incredible. 
incredible. He's a 9K player. This is strictly around the building of the slate where there's so many intense high salaries uh, and ceilings at play. Shakiri just can't fit into the 9K mold when he should. Uh, it's just there's too many other bodies there. So I have no issue taking Shakiri this slate. He should still do excellent uh, uh, this week. Uh, for GPP, the first guy I'll be looking to, uh, like outside of Bernardo Silva, will be uh, Ryan Frazier on Bournemouth. Uh, this, again, goes back to, I think, Bournemouth are all around really sneaky plays this slate because Chelsea are so hurt. Uh, it's almost like a meta fade on Chelsea. It's not so much that Hazard can't or won't. It's just they have five or six starters hurt. And instead of having to fade five or six starters, now we only have to fade one. Uh, so it's just something easier. Uh, and it's an edge for Bournemouth. So I, I, I like Ryan Frazier this slate. He's a little bit too expensive. I know that isn't very expensive, but it's just a little bit more than I'd be psyched about for cash. But I have no problem with Ryan Frazier and GPP. Uh, Doof and Stoke is another guy I'm going to be looking at in GPP. That's why I like Shakiri and Cash. Doof and Shakiri together stacked in GPP. I think they're going to be great. Doof has been playing 90 minutes up front. And uh, sometimes he, he hasn't been getting a full 90 minutes, but I still have every confidence that he's going to make whatever minutes he, he has count. And that's why I won't be using him in Cash because of his minutes. Peter Crouch is there waiting to come on the field too. So Doof may not see 90 minutes, but at the same time, he he's playing up front as a forward and anytime you can get a midfielder listed uh, a listed midfielder at under 6k as a forward that's just all good things uh, and it just so happens he's playing on stoke against a, a watford side who have been atrocious uh so far uh this winter so i have no problem with you and the, the last one i will look at is paul pogba on man united and gpp i think man united like i mentioned earlier this late they have two targets outside the gay that i'm really interested in and it definitely is their defensive core their wing backs if anyone's interested check out the article i wrote this week i touched on it very deeply why we can't use the Man United wing backs. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, so uh, their production is going to come from somewhere. I don't think it's stable production, but I really like Paul Pogba and GPP. But uh, that is my midfielder takes. Uh, oh, sorry, actually, I just got a couple more here. My, my mistake. Um, I like Wayne Rooney for GPP if he starts. Uh, Matt Ritchie for cash on Newcastle if he starts. Uh, Pascal Grobe uh, from Brighton on cash is an interesting play. Depending who the wingers are in uh, Brom, uh, Bra, it should be Brunt, Phillips, or McLean. I like any of those guys in GPP. Uh, I like um, Mata for cash from Man United. Uh, his minutes are a bit of concern. And uh, if I'm going to pick one Spurs guy that's going to go off this week, it's absolutely got to be Sung Hoon Min. Uh, from Spurs uh, going up against Man United. I don't see Erickson being healthy. I don't see Kane benefiting. Uh, so if anyone's going to benefit at home, it's definitely going to be Sung Hoon Min from Spurs. But uh, really, that uh, all the guys that I mentioned there at the end are all <coughs> minute concerns. They all have serious <coughs> issues. Other than Son, Son is just someone uh, I think Man United will do better. But uh, he's worth mentioning. But yeah, that is my uh, midfield takes. Sweet. Uh, you just about touched on everything. So let's move to forward. We'll wrap up the show with forward. And with forwards, we have both Man City guys and Raheem Sterling over 10K. Raheem Sterling is an easy fade at 10-3 <coughs> for me. Um, he is way too reliable on goals and assists to, you know, pay 10-3-4. He has virtually no floor. It makes no sense to use him when Kevin De Bruyne and Aguero are just a thousand more. Um, and Bernardo Silva is 
4K less or 3K less. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make too much sense. De Bruyne was phenomenal in the last game. He had an assist, four shots, two on goal, 13 crosses, three tackles on, um, 26.25 fantasy points without scoring a goal, which is very impressive. And Sergio Aguero is coming off a hat-trick of seven shots, four of them on goal. He has the highest anytime goal-scoring odds on the slate. Um, 11-4 is definitely an expensive price, but, you know, it's something you'll have to consider because you it's it's hard to st- stomach feeding Aguero at home in when Man City is easily the highest favorite team. Below that, we have the Chelsea people. Murata's out. Hazard... Hazard is is on the borderline of becoming an elite play. If Fabregas doesn't start, Hazard is one of the players you'll have to consider highly because he will be taking all the set-piece duties and he will be the primary playmaker um, for Chelsea. And, you know, besides that, I don't really have any interest in playing anyone from the Man U Tottenham game. It's going to be a slugfest. Um, it... You know, could very well be a stalemate, zero zero stalemate. So that leads me down to the five, you know, under six K range. A guy like you said, I like um, both Chupo Moting and Mame Diou for Stoke. Stoke are you know favorites at home against a Watford team that's given up I think nine goals in the last four games. So yeah, Stoke should be able to put one or two on the board and you know come away with the victory. But that's you know that's about it. I'm pretty narrow focus. Man City, Stoke, cheap guys, and you know, take into consideration whoever Chelsea starts up front. How about you, Rob? Yeah, uh, we can start with Sergio Aguero. Uh, what hasn't let me down here for the, so far this season is playing Sergio Aguero and GPP and Kevin De Bruyne and Cash, and just repeatedly blindly rolling with that over and over. Uh, and it, it's been really working out. I have no issue with Sergio Aguero. It doesn't matter uh, technically how he does. Uh, we've been bringing this up a lot. He's the top meta play in the entire world right now. He's 90 minutes, the only attacker on one of the best attacking teams in the entire world. And they're playing a team that isn't very good. That's just like, it's a, a massive recipe for success there. So I really like Sergio Aguero. In terms of Hazard, uh, I'm definitely interested. I'm definitely involved. I'm not denying it. Uh, he's been playing amazing the last few games. He's ha- He has an amazing career record against Bournemouth. I just like uh, Asmir Begovic. It, his value speaks to me a lot more than Hazard's salary and raw points. Uh, so I, I like Hazard, but I just like the idea of fading Chelsea a little bit better with all their injuries. Uh, so that's just where I'm considering that. And um, it's it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that you're not you're not interested in the Spurs Man United. I, I'm all in. I'm all in the Spurs Man United game. I think it's going to finish with seven goals, four-three uh, thriller. Uh, a lot of people will be looking to this game to cancel out Spurs are not a very good defensive side as is uh, like they were struggling to keep Swansea off the board. So like uh, Spurs will not 
be a team here this slate that I'm like necessarily afraid to pick players against. Where conversely, Man United's definitely a team I don't want to attack. Like Harry Kane's a great guy and an, an incredible forward, but uh, do I want to take him at that salary against David De Gea when I can pay a thousand more for Aguero against? Literally, literally uh, nobody, as Ben Foster looks like he's going to be hurt and missing this slate. So, like, that's a no-brainer. Like, you should just be Sergio Aguering, not stop. But, like, I love Lukaku this slate. Romeo Lukaku and Man United, I think. Uh, one of the big issues for Man United this season, DFS, is they don't run up scores, uh, especially in comparison to City, where at the same time they have the same salaries as City. Thankfully, this slate, we finally get some discount on Man United. And Lukaku's been scoring again. He's going to be so low on. No one's going to own Lukaku. There's a gazillion other options before you get to Lukaku uh, as your forward option. And I don't mind him to actually score two goals this slate for Man United. Uh, simply, again, on ownership. Uh, I think that Man United are going to be super low owned. A lot of people are going to be scared of this game. And quite simply put, Spurs' defense isn't that good. They're obviously an elite team. They're not that good. Uh, so this isn't something to like completely pull the plug on and run away from Man United. And that starts with David DeGay and ends with Romeo Lukaku. I'm not looking for any fringe plays. I'm not looking for the Martial or the Lingards. I want DeGay. I want Pogba. I want Lukaku. And I want them in the same card. Uh, and I think that's going to really pay off here coming to the end of the slate when Man United have one of the few CS bonuses on the go. Uh, so I'm really looking uh, at hitting that late game with an absolute hammer and catching some people this slate. Uh, my main GPP plays are going to be Jamie Vardy from Leicester. I think, again, uh, Vardy's shooting the ball five or six times every game again, uh, which is incredibly crucial for his ceiling. And that was kind of what was holding him back from becoming an optimal DFS selection. When he only shoots the ball once and costs 6K, he's looking at a two-times value ceiling. Now that he's shooting the ball six times a, a game again, he's looking at 20 points from one goal, basically, at the end of the slate, finishing with a 20 instead of a 12. That's all the difference. That's literally three times value. That's what you need to win GPP, and Vardy can do that this week for Leicester. I really do like Gabadini on Southampton if he starts. Shane Long, like you mentioned, is not a goal scorer. He's only got one goal in almost a calendar year and a half for both Southampton and Ireland. Uh, great guy, really talented forward is Shane Long. He's just not a goal scorer. Gabadini is an Italian national team striker, uh, the main Italian national team striker. Maybe that's why they didn't make it to the World Cup this year. But uh, Gabadini is someone that I am going to be uh, looking at from Southampton uh, for that really cheap option to pair with City. And uh, I think he is in a really great spot this late. I'm all in, uh, again, uh, in GPP on uh, Alexis Sanchez and Man United. I think he's going to absolutely go ham this game. Uh, I don't like him as much as the other three. He's more of a, a fringe play that I was talking about, but I think uh, people should be owning him, and they won't. And they're going to be really nervous about picking him in a late game when there's no real confirmation on whether or not he's going to be starting. Uh, like you mentioned, on, uh, I, I don't mind Raheem Sterling, but he's definitely like the last city option that I'm looking at. Uh, there's no like like you mentioned there's literally no reason to take Sterling when you can have Bernardo Silva in the exact same role does the exact same thing arguably has a better floor arguably has a better ceiling and will be way low owned uh, so there's just uh, in comparison to Sterling so there's just no reason to take, take Sterling there when you can have Bernardo Silva 
The last guys I'm going to be considering here up front uh, for the slate is the Brahm strikers of Jay Rodriguez and Robinson Canu. Now, the reason I'm really bringing this up is they beat Liverpool. Uh, I, I think, I'm not sure if you mentioned that earlier in the podcast over the weekend. Yeah, you did the FA Cup 3-2. And uh, these these guys both got on the board, and they were good. They looked the same with Kieran Gibbs. They looked really, really good against Liverpool. Uh, so I have uh, no issue with Rodriguez and Robson Canoe as a GPP flyer this late because, quite simply, Man City are not Man United at the back. Uh, Man City should concede, and uh, they should still win, obviously, but Brom aren't that incapable of uh, getting some shots on net and getting some goal-scoring chances. So uh, I'm not expecting, like, two-plus goals from Brom again like we saw against Liverpool. But all we really need here is from those salaries, uh, one goal. And uh, not only does that send you to an instant three times value, but uh, it really screws anyone that's chasing the city CS bonus, which I think is an absolute trap this slate. So I'm hoping to, to find that trap in the city CS bonus and look at the other side and uh, come out with some uh, Jay Rodriguez or Robson Canoe and a GPP flyer. But other than that, uh, yeah, for me, it's got to be Lukaku uh, to go back. Uh, I know everyone's going to be on Aguero. Everyone's going to be on Hazard. Everyone's going to be on Kane and all the other guys. Lukaku's going to fall through the cracks. Do I think he's going to go out and score four goals? No, but he's just too low-owned. Man United will be too low-owned and too cheap this slate to pass up. Uh, so that is my forward takes. Awesome. Um, there you have it. Uh, this slate sets up you know, fairly well. I don't think it's... Not unplayable, but you'll just have to, you know, be able to dissect and find that team that, you know, has the ceiling to score like Man City because there certainly will be a team that, you know, has a significant offensive output outside of Man City. Anyways, yeah, I just want to touch on, sorry, one, one more thing quickly. Just to reiterate here, just to restress this, City are too expensive to stack this week. If you try and put two city guys in that are over 10K, your card is ruined. It, it's just done. There's no way you're going to be able to find futile land after that, uh, to fertile land, excuse me, after that to, to make something happen. So don't feel like you have to fit all the city in. Bernardo Silva, first of all. But, uh, you know, don't don't feel like it has to be everywhere. So Bernardo Silva is that stacking option that you want from city. Agreed. You heard it here first. Um put Bernardo Silva in and then I would rotate I would recommend rotating Aguero and um, KDB. Anyways, that wraps it up for this edition of EPL DFS uh, Foul Balls podcast and woohoo, Liverpool just scored. They're up 3 nothing now. <laughs> That's always great to see. And yeah, we will catch you on the next slate. Have a good one, guys. Good luck everyone.